This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. I consider Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory to be my arch nemesis. Even though I say this, I know we have one thing in common. That is, we both have a hard time getting out of bed in the morning. For Grandpa Joe, that's because he is a bad person. For me, it's because I sleep on a mattress made by Novilla, today's sponsor. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced between $179 and $369. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. Like I said, I personally sleep on a Novilla mattress, and it has done wonders for me. Throw out that cheap Walmart mattress you got in college and get yourself a mattress made by Novilla. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Become just like Grandpa Joe on a Novilla mattress today. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. A reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Hello, and what is going on, all of my fellow Schwoke Lords? What is up? Welcome to yet another another one of our best episodes of Cancel Sweezy uh, that we have ever made. Welcome to the show today, folks. Um, I'm just going to say this up top. This is the best episode of Cancel Sweezy we've ever made. I can't imagine it's ever going to get better from here. Maybe next week, but uh, as of right now, of all the episodes we've made, this is our best episode. Welcome to the podcast today. Cancel Sweezy. Most of you know, or better known as the Lord's trademark favorite podcast. Um, we're also the only podcast now you can still listen to on your iPod. Uh, because uh, if those of you who didn't know, uh, the pod in podcast is supposed to be iPod. Uh, and it's supposed to be like a radio cast that you put on your iPod instead of listening to on the radio. A little history lesson for you. Rest in peace to the iPod. Uh, I'm trying, I'm working on my iPod right now, um, so it's all in pieces. But, uh, here's the, here's the screen for it? <laughs> uh, anyways though, welcome to the show today. The podcast, the iPodcast, I guess they're called Netcast now. I don't know what we're calling these things now. Um, uh, with no iPod. Can it really be a podcast? And how embarrassing is it for you to listen to a podcast on an Android phone? That's more embarrassing than, I mean, like an iPhone. It's like, well, they're like iPods, but like with a phone in it. But it's like, oh, Android, it's like, oh, it's, it's like a Craig. It's like a Craig MP3 player. Ah, but anyways, though. Nevertheless, he persisted. I haven't said that in a while. That's good. Um, but yeah, we're making we're making a podcast today. I'm, I'm talking on a podcast today. You're listening to a podcast. You're watching me behind this beautiful brick wall and not anything else. It's not the room I'm in. It's not fake. This is real brick behind me right now that you are looking at me on, talking on. And it's just gorgeous. This, this open brick wall is just gorgeous. So... 
But no, thank you. Thank you so much for clicking on my dumb fucking face today, folks, and uh, deciding I am going to listen to this podcast. I've been seeing numbers going up, and so very, very blessed. A uh, lot more, a lot of good growth. Uh, you always want growth. Like, it's been like a good up uphill thing or whatever, or whatever we call podcasts, but no, so it's been good. So thank you for everyone who's new. I, I Like I say, you know, it's like losing your virginity. You could lose your virginity at 14. You can lose your virginity at 27. You can lose your virginity at 40. It doesn't matter. All that matters is you got laid. And it's like listening to this podcast. We're 77 episodes in. And just because you started on episode 76 does not make you a bad person. That's that's kind of the whole point of podcast is that there's a back nice thing about me doing trying to do the show weekly, even though there's been some weeks off. Uh, the the point of me doing a show weekly is the fact that you can go to the back catalog and listen to it. But I always make sure that each episode is the best episode we've ever done. And uh, so thank you. I'm, I'm I'm just that's like that's probably not something I should be talking about. Probably shouldn't be talking about podcast stats on the podcast. It's like churches talking about money. You know, it's like well, we're. You need to start giving more to the church. Um, you know what that's a sign of? Uh, the church is struggling financially, or the pastor wants to make more money. Uh, in regards to, like, my churches my parents slash my mom goes to, uh, it's that we're struggling financially. What um, bigger churches I've went to mean it's that we want a raise, <laughs> and so we need your money. Um and sometimes it's like, we want to help the community. And then you're like, oh, our community still sucks. I don't think you're helping very well. Um, anyways, though, uh, what the fuck did that go? Oh, yeah, I was like, thank you. Thank you all the new listeners, all the old listeners, everyone in between. You know, I appreciate anyone else. It doesn't matter when you start Cancel Shweezy. And join the Shwoke Lords. Become a Shwoke Lord. It doesn't matter when you become a Shwoke Lord. It's continuing to be a Shwoke Lord. So... Uh, yeah, uh, go check out my music all over uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Deezer, Amazon, YouTube, wherever you listen to your music at. I'm there, and that's where my music is. And so I definitely 100% want you to go check that out. I have a Ride or Die Volume 2, which is almost a year old, which is crazy, because once I finished that, because I literally finished, I wrote the song California on that EP, and I think it was a couple months before we even released it, because I wrote wrote and recorded and everything on that EP in six months. So, uh, which is crazy to me. Um, and then I had, didn't write a song like literally until like a couple weeks ago, like two or three weeks ago. I didn't write a song. I haven't, I didn't write a single song. Like I attempted to didn't, didn't work out. So that, that's crazy to me. So, um, working on new music right now, but I still have all about a ton of old stuff. Uh, but you can also just follow me on social media to keep up with all that shit. And when I release new podcasts, too, in case you're a little stupid and don't know where the subscribe button is, where it's, you know, wherever you're listening or watching the show, uh, you know where to go find it. So do that shit. Um, so social media at the Shweezy everywhere. Uh, TikTok, Instagram uh, are the two places I post the most. Twitter occasionally. Facebook occasionally, too. Um and stuff like that, at the Shweezy. And then there's twitch.tv slash the Shweezy, which I do stream Thursdays, sometimes some other days, depending on if there is a game I am wanting to play that's a new game, and I'm like, I'm saving this for the streaming, I'm like, well, I want to play this game some more, so then I'm going to stream some more. Uh, so you can go check that out. That's um, twitch.tv slash the Shweezy. One cool thing about Twitch 
is that if you already have an Amazon Prime account, one thing you're able to do, since you are already paying for Amazon Prime, is that you can connect the two. You get a Twitch Prime account, which allows you to, to get one subscribe every month. Now, following someone on Twitch is free, but uh, a subscribe is typically a $5 deal. When you subscribe to someone, typically around $5. However, with Amazon Prime, you get one free subscribe every month. And uh, why not finish, help out Daddy Shweezy uh, with something you're already paying for. That's a great way to say thank you for being a friend. Along with our Patreon page, the Patreon page is a great way to uh, support a creator. Uh, for those you who know what Patreon is, it's basically you helping a creator directly, and that's that's just a great way of saying thank you for being a friend altogether. Uh, but there's also all the free shit you can do, which I'm going to tell you all the free shit you can do right now. Uh, free shit like if you're on the YouTube page, like and subscribe to the subscribe to the show. Give us a like on the videos that you do like, um, as well as leave us a comment on there. I, I like reading the comments. Uh, some people are just insulting me, and I'm and I'm leaving. I also. Uh, post on TikTok, and I've been seeing those comments, uh, especially last week, where uh, I had an Axe body spray. You know, I talked about Axe body spray, and uh, it was getting pretty popular on the talk. And then someone decided to be like, uh, "I bet this guy uses Axe body spray." No, I fucking don't. I swear, I I did at one point. I will admit that I did at one point. Um, uh, but it hasn't been since high school. That's for sure. Uh, I have I like have been using cologne when I actually have the possibility of someone being really close to me. I do, uh, but besides that, like I use like degree for men, so I don't use Axe, and I use like the actual armpit. Uh, my armpits are all cheesy afterwards. That's how that's how you know if someone is clean. Um, anyway, god damn it, that's just admitting sh- dumb shit. I have, I have pretty chalky armpits because I use deodorant. Um, anyways. Uh, yeah, though, uh, if you have, like, a new tip, I post the highlights all the time. Obviously, if I post the highlights, uh, you should just send them to everyone. And uh, those that's the reason for the highlights is that some people don't want to watch or listen to full episodes of Cancel Shweezy. And so the highlights are for them. And so they just listen to the highlights. They watch the highlights. Uh, they enjoy the highlights. But uh, you, obviously, are a ride or die, which is one both of my two EPs out by me. Uh, and you are listening to this section. Uh, if you're an audio-only listener, obviously leave a review. Uh, you can even write nonsense. You can even write something negative, even though either one is great. And uh, leave us a 5, 4, 3, 2, or 1 star rating as well. Uh, those are all the ways you can say thank you for being a friend. And uh, let's travel down this road and back again. Um, Speaking of traveling down this road and back again, let's get into the news. This is Previous Week Right Now. Previous Week Right Now is what we do every week. What is Previous Week Right Now, you may be asking. Well, I'm here to help you answer that question. So, uh, you you know how the, there's too much news in the world right now. There's too much news. It's everywhere, and there's too much of it. Uh, what I like to do is I look at the news. I go throughout my week. I go throughout my life. I look at the news and I organize it all. I I organize the articles I see that I believe are important. And then I go over them. Uh, first, before I go, before I go over them, it's stuff I discovered in the previous week. And now I, since I said that, when will I go over them? right now. That's why it's called Previous Week Right Now, for those of you who don't know. 
And uh, that's why I'm going to get right into the fucking news. Um, all right. This article is from Newsbreak, and I know you're probably wondering, news fucking break? I thought you were going to say Newsweek for a second. No, it's Newsbreak. Are any of these articles from, like, good, reliable sources? No. But also, you don't have to believe 100% of what I'm saying in this. Uh, I'm just reading this because it's ridiculous. Um, anyways, man walks around Walmart for eight hours to escape his wife on his day off. When my mother worked at Walmart, she had a coworker who hated spending time with his wife. For the most part, he and his wife worked opposite shifts. When she was off from work, he was busy at his job. When he had the day off, his wife was out of the house at work. It was just the way he liked it. The man hated when his wife took a day off that coincided with one of his scheduled days off because it meant she expected to spend the day with him. Finally, when he'd had enough of spending his day off with his wife, he devised a plan. If he and his wife both had the same day off, he would lie and tell her he'd been called into work unexpectedly. He would dress in his janitorial uniform, pack a brown bag lunch, and drive to Walmart where he worked. My mother would see him walk into work carrying his lunch and a bag containing his casual clothes. She said he'd go into the employee restroom, change his clothes, and then spend a full eight-hour day walking around the store with a shopping cart. One day, my mother asked her co-worker what he was doing in the store on his day off. Well, my wife has the day off too. She had a list of things she wanted us to do together, so I told her that I had to do had to work because they were short-handed, he said. Why did he spend the day at his workplace instead of someplace more relaxing like the park or the local bar? His wife frequently called the work the store and asked to speak with him, and he couldn't risk having someone tell her that he wasn't there. Likewise, if she drove past the parking lot, she'd need to see his car in the usual place, or he would be in a lot of trouble. On one of the days off, my mother's co-worker was walking around Walmart in his street clothes when his wife walked into the store to buy cleaning products for a project he had weaseled out of. His wife spotted him wearing his regular clothes instead of the janitor uniform. What is going on, she asked. Why don't you have on your work clothes? He told his wife that there had been a meeting with this the big wheels of Walmart and he wanted to look good for them. I'm going to start working now, he said, so I'll just go change into my janitor's uniform and take my lunch break in the break room. I'll see you at home. Great, she replied. When you get home, you can help me with some chores. I don't know about that, he replied. That meeting I told you about really put me behind my duties. I'll probably have to work late to compensate. The man hoped his wife would be gone by the time he emerged from the break room after eating the lunch he had packed. He certainly didn't want to go home and get started on those chores she had mentioned, especially on his day off. He'd rather pretend to be working than spend the day with his wife. Um... So a lot of things we can think about here. First of all, I guess these people are older. For the young bucks out there, I guess we're going to have to talk about. If you don't like your, you don't don't marry someone you don't like. I, I don't I don't get that. I guess I'm I'm from the single side. I'm the single side of life. Uh, someone who's never been married, who's been in a couple of relationships, who've who's gotten his rocks on, uh, <laughs> um. And stuff like that. And in my mind, it's like, don't marry someone you don't like. Now, I understand how, especially growing up in the Christian community, how people were like, oh, 
you need to get married ASAP because you can't have sex, so you get married, and then you get married, and you're like, oh, I hate this person because I've known, I know, I knew them for six months, then I signed a legal contract with them, and now things are bad. Um, yeah, this, this is this story screams of boomer humor, like you know, like boomers, like my fucking wife who I hate, and like, don't marry someone you don't like. That's a good question. Um, and then uh, another good thing I could say is, um. I guess the, I guess the best advice I can give you uh, is, you know, date someone at least for two years before you engage, get engaged with them. And you're like, well, I want to have sex with them. Then have sex with them. That's just just have sex with them. God, if, if God's the problem, God will forgive you. That's why he sent his one son to die for you. So don't, don't worry about that. Uh, if you don't do anything wrong, Jesus died for nothing. That's that's some great advice on my part. From Sky News, like I told you, none of these articles are good today. Uh, George W. Bush accidentally condemns unjustified and brutal Iraq invasion. George W. Bush was accidentally condemned the unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq, an operation he ordered himself in 2003. Uh, the former U.S. President, 75, quickly corrected himself to say he had meant to refer to Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Uh, he made the gaffe during his speech in Texas on Wednesday in which he took aim at Russia's pol political system. Mr. Bush told the audience in the city of Dallas, Russia's elections are rigged, political opponents are imprisoned or otherwise eliminated from participating in the electoral process. The result is an absence of checks and balances in Russia and the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. He then corrected himself and shook his head. I mean, of Ukraine, he said, for jokingly blaming the blunder on his age, muttering, I'm 75, as the audience burst into laughter. Footage of the mishap has been watched more than 10 million times on Twitter after it was shared with Michael Williams, a reporter from Dallas News, who was at the event. Social media users described the error as history's greatest Freudian slip. Many have also criticized the former presidents for appearing to make light of the conflict in 2003. Mr. Bush was at the helm when the U.S. led a devastating invasion of Iraq over claims of weapons of mass destruction that were never found. Um, so yeah, um, the, the, I mean, let's be honest. Uh, before, before I decide to talk about this shit, let's just say that this is hilarious. This is hilarious. If you know any of the jokes or the memes behind anything, like the Bush did 9-11 shit, which, I don't know, I don't think he did. Uh, my, my theory on the whole, if Bush did 9-11, is that, like, some people are, are like, well, jet, jet, what, jet fuel can't melt steel beams or some bullshit like that. Um, I bet, I bet the terrorists had a backup plan, too. And that's, you know, like, obviously I think they probably had bombs in the World Trade Center to knock it down. I'm just saying, that makes sense to me, that they had a backup plan for what was going on. Um, for 9-11, for I, I, I don't think uh, George Bush did it. Now, if they're like, did the government know and let it happen? Maybe. Okay. But uh, let, let's not be dumbass conspiracy theorists here. They ruined conspiracy theories for me. They were fun, and now they're not. And it's so fucking annoying that conspiracy theories ruin this bullshit because Pizzagate and about fucking Donald Trump not winning the election. Those aren't conspiracy theories, okay? Someone getting more votes than another person are not conspiracy theories. Uh, the 9-11 the can be. Um, anyways, though, um, 
do I think? What, what do I think of him saying Iraq instead of the Ukraine? Um, there's two sides of it. One, he does feel guilty for Iraq because he kind of knows it was it's probably not a, it was not a good thing. I don't. I'm a big believer, and I'll support the troops at day and night. Uh, most of them, not like the ones who like swipe cards to see so and get on base and that bullshit. I don't trust any of them. That they they can suck dick, but the ones who actually do shit, I I do support them. Um, and I always fight against any idea of like war or whatever. Just that's just my general beliefs. I'm like we shouldn't. War should be, first of all, should be the last option. Even then, I shouldn't want it to happen. I shouldn't want war. That's just my personal beliefs. And, uh, yeah, but I do want to support the troops, uh, especially ones who did great things and stuff like that. Um, anyways, though, um, yeah, do do I think George Bush is feeling guilty and messed up? I don't know. I, hopefully, if he did, if he does feel guilty, one day he hopefully will admit it. Uh, he, uh, you know, as much as I admit it, I didn't like him at the time. I like him better than the last Republican president. Um, but he, he, at his dad's funeral, he does have a way with, he does have a good, he is pretty good at public speaking, uh, considering he's not like a traditional public speaker. Like he does have a way to like woo an audience and like, he's really good at that. Um, he, he, you know, like majority of his speeches, he's done in his life probably i have to imagine the majority like he's he was a president of the united states two terms i have to imagine that he made so many speeches about like invading iraq that in his mind like it's just autopilot from that point that's what i think happened uh though it is funny uh considering the situation of what he did um but no i th- i mean like i i'm glad i agree with him because i i know the last republican president uh the one after him uh, the Republican president after him uh, would fully support invading Ukraine, and that's scary. I'm glad that he we agree that the Russia invading Ukraine is kind of fucking stupid. And uh, respect to the two seventy five year old uh, W. KWCH12 brings us this from uh, my home state, Kansas, Wichita. I lived on the complete opposite of Wichita. Wichita, home of uh, BTK, that's uh, the Bind Torture and Kill, uh, Bind Torture and Kill serial killer. Uh, the city brings us this. Wichita police identify poop trader who dedicated in beauty supply store. Update, the Wichita Police Department said it's identified the woman accused of defecating in the store aisle early last week. Detectives are seeking charges of criminal damage to property against the woman. Uh, The Wichita Police Department asked for the public's help in trying to identify a woman who entered a northeast Wichita beauty supply store and defecated in the middle of an aisle. Police said the crime happened last Tuesday, May 10th at a store in 2200 block 2200 block of East 21st Street. The location was significant enough that eight wigs were destroyed as a result in the business. Would like to know who the poop trader is so they can pursue criminal charges. Please, Jesus Christ, eight wigs. Uh, the incident was captured on video surveillance, but for the good of all of you, we are not posting the footage of her offering fecal assault. Uh, police said if you can identify the public enemy number two, God damn it. You can still, you can call uh, Detective Meyer at 316-268-4254 or email him at dmeyer at wichita.gov. I want to be honest. I don't think they're going to find this person. They, they, took a, they took a while to find BTK. Like, BTK had to give them, they had to trick BTK to getting him to confess. I don't think 
that Wichita, I don't think they're smart enough to be able to catch the Poopa Trader. Uh, if we're being honest here today, folks, they're not going to find the Poopa Trader. Um, how the fuck do you poop on the floor? Did, did they poop on the floor? Let me look. Uh, uh, I'm looking. Did they poop in the middle of an aisle? Um, okay. Need to release the food footage. Because how do you poop in the middle of an aisle and ruin eight wigs? Okay? You can't ruin... I can't even... Like, that had to be some squirting diarrhea, and you had to aim for each of them to ruin eight wigs. Worst case scenario, you, you just wash the wigs. That's the that's the question. You just wash the wigs. I mean, that's that sounds like the easiest answer of all of them. You just wash eight wigs. Uh, significant enough that eight wigs were destroyed. What the fuck were you eating that eight wigs were destroyed from one dump? Show us the footage, Wichita, show us the footage. Maybe some real detectives out here, they, some internet detective can figure this out. You couldn't figure out BTK. I don't think you're going to be able to fucking figure out who the poopetrator is. Um, I, you know, I just think red state, I mean, Kansas red state, but I think we have a lot of blue people just because of uh, Kansas City. Um, how do you ruin eight wigs by pooping? That's the question. How do you ruin eight wigs by, poop, by a poop? I guess you, they said, I guess they found the person. Um, they identified the woman. Get okay, sort of. It's, yeah. Um, this is gonna be a fucking trial. Hope I don't have to fucking keep up with this shit. Um, Jesus, you ruined eight wigs by pooping. That's amazing. Okay. Wichita, get your shit together. That's all I have to say. Wichita, figure your goddamn shit out. Literally and figuratively. Okay, our last article from the National Desk. All the great news sites today. Uh, Wisconsin man hits a milestone after eating a Big Mac nearly every day for 50 years. It was on May 17, 1972, when Fond du Lac's Don Grosk uh, ordered his first Big Mac at a McDonald's restaurant. Since then, he has eaten a Big Mac almost every day. On May 4th, 2018, Gorsk ate over 30,000 Big Macs and became the first person to eat the most Big Macs as recorded by the Guinness Book of World Records. He further solidified his record in December of 2021 by reaching 32,672 Big Macs eaten in a lifetime. I got a co comic of somebody saying I was going to die of a heart attack within 15,000 Big Macs. Heck, now I'm over 30,000. I'm still alive. It's not really the food you eat. It's your lifestyle. If you're lazy, I probably would have gained a lot of weight because I've, I'm so active. I burn off my calories, he said. Gorsh said he only missed eight days of 50 years. Okay. This is some impressive shit. Uh, not like the last article. Um, yeah, I mean... Here's the thing, if you actually know anything about nutrition, you're just like, McDonald's is bad for you. And uh, that's not necessarily the case. You could, I mean, it's all about how many calories you take in, and uh, it's how many calories you burn. It's about, you gotta burn more, I mean, to be healthy, you gotta burn, to be, to maintain a good weight, you gotta burn and consume, like, an equilibrium amount of, like, calories a day, that's how I've been told. Um, but this guy, uh, figured out that, and he got a Big Mac, and that's how he figured it out, by eating Big Macs every day. He's missed eight days in, like, 30 years. That's pretty, 30, that's pretty insane. No, he's, 
uh, as of 2021. Um, yeah, 50 years. Not bad. Not bad. Um, yeah, but here's the thing with the Big Mac, though. I worked at McDonald's, so I know... I worked at McDonald's for, like, four months. So I know some things. Uh, I know in the entire company, back in, in the back of my mind. Um, the, see, the thing with the Big Mac is the Big Mac burger patties are the same patties that you would get on, like, a McDouble and like or a cheeseburger you get off the dollar menu. It's the same type of patty. And so really, literally it's just extra bread and then the special Big Mac sauce. So uh, for anyone who really doesn't, he was like, the, who complains about the Big Mac, what I always say is uh, with the Big Mac, uh, just get like a McDouble and add everything on the Big Mac that you want. That's going to be the best thing I would tell you. Because I think the Big Mac is overrated. I'm more of a fan of the uh, double quarter pounder, uh, the bacon double quarter pounder specifically. Uh, but that is me. Um, that's why I think the Big Mac is overrated. I feel like it's more bread than it is burger. But this guy, he he did it. Fifty years. He and I'm scared because I'm I've you know I've I like Chuck Taylor Converse shoes and I've been wearing the, I when I was eleven I tried a pair on and I loved them. And then I've been wearing the same shoes ever since. I get new pairs of them, obviously, but yeah, I've been wearing the same shoes. And someone told me that's some type of autism, and this could be some type of autism, too. Uh, so that's something I guess we can all be scared about. I'm not sure. You all know that I'm built different, but I bet you are coming to me to learn how to be built different as well. The only way to be built different is to get yourself some supplements from today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while working out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder. By using the link in our description today, you can save 15% on your purchase. So go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When an enemy shoots at you, you pull out your Captain America shield. When Doc Ock attacks you on a bridge, you control the nanobots from your iron spider suit to control his arms. So why are you allowing all these websites to store your credit card information? The solution to that is today's sponsor, Privacy. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information. Each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed at any time, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single-use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for any service 
service with a free trial that requires a credit card to sign up. But wait, there's more. By using our link in the description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money that you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. I had my first guitar fail uh, post-pandemic. I've got to play a lot of shows. I kind of put myself in like a very unfortunate situation because um, in 2019, I wanted to finish an album, which I, that never came to fruition. That album, I just, I don't think ever came out. So if you like my song, Oceans, then um, you, that that was originally supposed to be part, at, which is on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you are uh, streaming your music these days. Um, which, uh, it was 2019, I was going to finish the album and release at the end of the year. And then uh, after that, I was going to, you know start really touring more music, releasing more music, music videos, yada, 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 the whole, the whole nine yards, my music, my music life, I don't get to talk about the music life, I, I do, it's usually me mushroom hunting, or, uh, BuzzFeed and cringe, and all that stuff, uh, but no, uh, no, I haven't got to talk, 2019, I basically took the year off and playing any shows, I was playing shows all the time so much, I wasn't even, like, posting them on Facebook or whatever, um, or, you know, like actually promoting it and shit like that. Uh, and then came, yeah, so like that, like that. And then I ended up, uh, moving from being the Sam Schwegler project to Shweezy. And so that was a whole ordeal inside of change. And so the idea was I was going to push that album to a year later. And then in the meantime, I released my EP Kings. It's a long story. So basically, I took the year 2019 off from playing shows and stuff like that to finish writing. And then uh, 2020 happened, and we all know what happened in 2020. So I haven't really got to play a lot of music in that, like, in the in the meantime. So uh, here comes 2022 um, and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I played at my dad's funeral, I told you a couple weeks ago. I play guitar for my old high school, which now has a guitar class. I played some of their choirs too. Got to talk to them about music. It was a whole. It was it was cool, and stuff like that. So I like I play for those things. Like my dad's funeral, I don't consider that like I played a show. Like that was my dad's funeral, uh, and I don't consider. I don't know. I, I mean, I consider it playing music. I don't consider it like actually going out and playing a show or whatever, uh, and stuff like that. Uh, so my last technical one was really. Somewhere in 2018, I have to say. Um, so, anyways, though, uh, so I'm here. I'm I'm helping my mom out right now. I'm not in Nashville. Those of you who are like, why are you not in Nashville? I'm like, I'm helping out my mom right now, and she doesn't listen to a single word I say on anything. I'm like, I'm trying to help her, and then she's like, doesn't take the help I give her. And I'm like, all right, you know, it's it's a whole ordeal. That's not that's not public, and we're not supposed to make that the hunt all of my life drama, public knowledge. We don't do that. But uh, anyways, though, I'm, I'm here helping my mom up in Missouri. And uh, it was, though, it's uh, I get to see, like, my old high school and stuff like that. Uh, I went back one day. Uh, I got a new guitar. If you haven't, if you don't follow me on Instagram, at the Shweezy, I got a new guitar, and uh, I wanted to play with the jazz band, uh, and, like, the jazz band, because I know their guitar player, their current guitar player just graduated, and I was like, but they have an open, <laughs> there's no one playing with them during rehearsal right now. And he's the teacher who is like, doesn't matter what day it is, we're gonna, we're gonna play some music. Which, you know, me as an adult now, 
I, I like the idea of like, yeah, let's play some songs. Let's have some fun, you know, just jamming out and stuff like that. Doesn't matter what we play. Back then, it was kind of like, yeah. But I get kind of the kids kind of suck. The kids I was in high school with, not the kids I played with. I'm, I'm not saying anything about them. Um, it was, uh, so yeah, then I just stuck around with the guitar, the guitar and the choir classes just to hang out, talk to them. Because I'm, I'm giving lessons to some of them. Uh, that's not anything to do with this podcast. Um... Anyways, though, yeah, what was what was I saying? Yeah, so I was, like, hanging out, doing stuff with them. Oh, yeah, no, I had to tell you this story. So uh, I won the Louis Jazz, uh, Louis Armstrong Award. Um, I have it. I'm going to be cut off for a second because of, of the beautiful brick wall. So I won this uh, Louis Armstrong Award. Uh, I think hopefully it's in, in frame. Back in high school. And... Uh, like that, and so like, I got the I got the little trophy and everything. I actually told some friends the other day. They were like, "You won the Louis Louis Armstrong Award? That's impressive." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm built different." And so, I like went to like where the plaque was in in the school, and, and I fucking look looked up. I'm just checking to see. Look, my name's up there. And like the kid there was like, "Wow, that's so cool." And I'm like, imagine she didn't give a shit at all about what I was saying. Oh, that was funny, though. Um, anyways, though. Anyways, though. So, yeah, they do a concert at the end of the year called, like, it's, like, a for the fun of a concert. So, like, throughout the year, you know, they have the marching band, the other band concerts, the jazz band has their concerts and stuff like that. Uh, but then, and the choir has their, you know, concerts, too, and, you know, they're singing more traditional choir music, more traditional band music, marching band music, jazz band music, and stuff like that. So this concert's more, it's really cool. I actually really like this concert because it's called For the Fun of It. And it's like no like goal in mind. Like everyone just plays something. And so there's a lot of guitar students there now. They have a guitar class in my old high school, which is insane. Like it's insane to think about. I was like, oh. And so I went to the, and so they wanted me to play at the concert. So I was like, okay, I'll play. Um, And so I'm like, yeah, because I want to be the center of attention at all times. That's who I am. (laughs) And so I like, so, you know, I ended up, you know, I wanted to play that. People were, and if you're thinking I'm trying to like drag in my feet playing this thing, no, I haven't got to play a lot of shows in the last like two and a half years. Uh, so I'm down to play any fucking place. They're like, oh, you're doing a uh, happy hour thing at your country club and you want me to play for tips? Okay, I'll play. And I just be like, Miami, Miami. I'm, I'm just down to play that shit. Um, so I played, a lot of the kids were doing musical theater stuff. I, heard, I saw the list, and I was like, okay, I got to do a musical theater song. And uh, now no one wants to hear me sing Les Mis, even though I did a perfect rendition of Stars a couple months ago. There, out in the darkness, a fugitive running, fallen from God. Or I could have... If I could have found the proper uh, Jean Valjean, I could have been Javert. Valjean, at last, we see each other plain. Monsieur le maire, you wear a different chain. Um, could have been, no, so I couldn't find anyone to do it with me on that. Uh, so I did uh, Louder Than Words from Tick, Tick, Boom, because that song makes me think about my dad. Uh, so obviously I had to play it, you know, obviously we got to get sentimental sometimes, sometimes I become sentimental. Um, but I really, I really like that song in general because the song's about like, cause it's the last song of the musical Tick, Tick, Boom. And, 
the songs about like why do we do anything and, and sometimes like the answer is open ended but that no that's what the song means to me why do we do anything um and you know obviously Jonathan Larson you know he he was singing it from perspective of his best friend was just diagnosed with AIDS and so he he was on a ticking time bomb of dying and then, like, he says all these other friends who died of AIDS, and they were on ticking time bombs. And so you think about everyone's on this ticking time bomb. That's why it's called Tick, Tick, Boom. And, you know, he was about to turn 30 and worrying about his career. And so, I don't know. That, that was, you know, my thought process through the whole thing. That's why I love Tick, Tick, Boom. That's why y'all need to go see it. Um, so I'm getting ready to go up on stage. Uh, I'm, like, second to, like, last or whatever. Um, so, like a good musician, I decided to tune my guitar. Um, and, uh, I hit the E string, it buzzes like a motherfucker, and, uh, I look up at everything, you know, I look at everything, then I, like, see the string is out of place, so I try to, like, pull it back in place, and then it just falls back, and I realize the nut has chipped. Now, the nut is this little thing that connects the neck to the headstock. Uh, I'll show you a picture right here of what happened. I posted on Instagram too. So for those of you who are listening, you don't have to find the video. You can just uh, go to the, my Instagram page and see it in the headstock nut. And I was like, okay, I was like, does anyone else have a, a guitar I could borrow? One of the other kids let me borrow his like nice Taylor guitar. And also that kid like kicks my ass a guitar. He like wanted my card for guitar lessons. I'm like, Jesus, I don't want to give lessons to someone who's better than me. Uh, anyways, though, it was good. I think I played fine. Um, maybe pitchy a little bit. Uh, I was singing, I was playing it in G, a half step down on my guitar. Uh, I assumed it was standard tune on his guitar, so I did sing it a half step higher than I wanted to. Overall, I think it went well. I heard people liked it, uh, and then apparently people heard that, uh, I busted a nut, which I didn't, I did not say to anyone. I wish I would have said that. I busted a nut. Uh, and I handled it really well, which I mean, I've, I've done worse at concerts. I've deal with amps, not working, PA systems, not working, yada, yada, yada. And so anyways, though, it was fun. It was fun to play, but it was nice to have my first guitar fail. Um, everyone, if you're a guitar player and you're new, if you're new to playing guitar, you're like, you're gonna, you need to perform and you're going to have bad performances. Uh, this for me, wasn't a bad performances. It was a bad situation that happened. And, like, it was nice explaining me, I, you know, I, my friend saw the picture, and, like, his girlfriend, who doesn't play guitar, and he was like, yeah, uh, there's no way he could have continued to play the guitar after that. And, you know, most people understand, you know, I show them the picture of what happened, they understand, but, you know, so, you know, there's, there's a way you deal with shit like that. And, uh, I handle that shit okay. Well, I mean, because I'm built different. That's, that's the reason why. Okay. So, I'm... So I'm a former Christian. Um, I like Jesus and everything. I like I, I like everything he taught and everything he did, his actions and everything as he lived. Uh, but uh, when I was younger, I used to be a, uh, younger, and that means uh, not in my late 20s, but in my early 20s in college, I was really into Relevant Magazine, which was like this Christian magazine, slash, and they did blogs and stuff on their website, and... They would post lists and shit like that. It was similar to BuzzFeed. So, meanwhile, I will be going into our segment of scraping the bottom of the barrel uh, in a Christian version of that. Uh, I want to go over articles from Relevant Magazine. Um, so, for those of you who don't know, uh, for those of you new to my show today, 
and thinking, man, this guy is really talking a lot of shit on Christians. I'll have you know, uh, I I went to church from like when I was born to until 2017 at least, so 90, 1993 to 2017. Like I went to church those. I was like a big believer in Jesus, Christianity. I was following that shit. I was into that shit. I was leading worship at camps and campus ministries and normal churches. Uh, I was through all of that. Um, I'm not trying to say I'm better than anyone else. I mean, we all know I'm built different. But um, I'm just trying to say, I'm just trying to prove that I am a, allowed to talk about this shit. And, uh, and uh, I'm qualified. I've read the Bible. I've read front to back the Bible at least once. Uh, probably more than that at, at my point. Um, so I'm able to talk about this, but Relevant Magazine is just kind of like, they're BuzzFeed for Christians, and, uh, we all know that when Christians try to say they're this version for Christians, it's, it's fucking cringe. And, uh, so, uh, today I want to go over what, whatever the fuck Relevant Magazine is going, doing these days. Uh, I had to, like, unsubscribe for everything. I was into Relevant Magazine for a while. I thought it was hip. Because uh, I wanted to be like a hip Christian, and uh, they were that. And then Donald Trump became president. I'm like, I don't want to follow these people. They're they're clearly a little more Republican. They're Repu- trying to be hip Republicans, uh, trying to be a little edgy too. So, anyways, let's go through. Let's go through some relevant magazine articles. Uh, here's our first one. Does modesty apply to men? Uh, the movie Top Gun came out my senior year of high school. I think Top Gun came out in, like, 86. I watched it the other day with my mom. My mom wants me to see Top Gun with her. Um, and so I was like, okay, I'll see it with you. Because it was because she's either like, I'm going to take you to see Top Gun or the new Downton Abbey movie. I'm like, let's see the new Top Gun movie. And I haven't seen the first one. And I saw it was on Netflix. I'm like, I guess we're watch- let's watch it so I know what's going on during this movie. Um, and the uh, movie was cringy as fuck. Um... It, it was the 80s. I don't think they figured out how action movies are supposed to work, which is okay. It's a period of the time, but okay. Uh, <laughs> my girlfriends and I went crazy over the volleyball scene. Shirtless, sweaty guys driving into sand in sync to the iconic beat of playing with the boys. Uh, truth be told, we watched and fantasized about those men repeatedly all the while we attended church, youth group, and it never occurred to me that we were crossing a line, i.e., lusting. Uh, Ironically, I don't think highly of men who ogle over women's bodies, and I question the modesty of women who receive payment to dress and act hot in movies. The double standard didn't occur to me until embarrassingly later in life. For a long time, I thought of modesty strictly in terms of of women's outfits and behavior. How sheer is her top? Is her neckline too low? How tight are her pants? How short is her skirt? Is she making it easier or harder for men who battle lust? Is she inviting disrespect to herself and other women? Is she embodying the life of a God-honoring woman? It did not occur to me that modesty had such broader biblical definitions. Uh, yada yada. And she figured shit out. Does a man sure or lack of ever send wrong impressions? Uh, mine does. If you like what, I, if you like it when I take my shirt off, um, and it's not, uh, and it's not in the proper 
<laughs> this is social contracts. You, you, you have daddy issues. Um, some years later, while navigating occasional attractions as a married woman, wedding rings don't end that. <laughs> what? You're telling me that you you got married and you can still find other men attractive? Holy shit! I'm shocked. Uh, does a man? Does a fit of his jeans ever invite women to linger? I don't even know what fitted jeans women like. I just like I just assume as long as they like work with them. Or okay, well, okay, we're turning to the Bible. I found that modesty calls were much more than most of us know. Whether or not our clothes invite sexualized attention is just the beginning. All right, let's go through. What is this? Uh, modesty applies as much as men to women. It's easy to can about external appearances of women while discussing modesty. After all, the Bible makes... Okay, so is it going to tell us what makes women stumble? Because I've always been kind of curious. Discourages elaborate hairstyles, gold pearls, and expensive clothes drawing attention to self instead of God. You know, I watched that Hillsong documentary a couple years... Uh, weeks ago. A couple years ago. Um, a couple weeks ago. That sounds exactly like that. So... Are they talking shit about this Hillsong documentary? I don't think so. I remember Hillsong in Relevant being pretty tight. Uh, as we were covered in a previous article, okay, you're telling me I have to read another article. Shut the fuck up. These instructions fall smack in the middle of words to men and women. Tell me, tell me what I need to read. The big pro of any human includes fashion. Apparently, if you're a man and you know how to dress, I consider myself, I know how to dress. And by know how to dress is I will wear clothes I think are cool and are comfortable and I've gotten compliments on. And so, uh, fuck you, jeez. Fuck you, this person. We practice modesty when choosing God's way or the status quo. No, no, no. Stick to the stuff you know. You can't say status quo without me quoting High School Musical. And the time I jumped off a table and nearly broke my back. I'm sorry, don't say status quo unless you're going to make me laugh, okay? That's just 100% the truth. One time, I almost broke my back uh, from jumping off a table, lip-syncing to status quo. And I was ashamed for a while. I'm not ashamed anymore. Uh, <laughs> uh, we track rests of transgressing the limits. Okay, you quote the Bible. The maelstrom manhood swept into current changing of the world. Carolyn Curtis James reminds us of the attention to the experience. I'm not... Okay. I delight greatly in my lord... Okay, you're reading verses. Okay. <coughs> um, we... we okay, the lesson here. We practice modesty when choosing God's way over the status quo. No, no, no. Stick to the stuff you know. Uh... Biblical modesty calls for our undivided devotion to God. Um, and they're just quoting a bunch of Bible verses. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I had. Like, just talking to women, like talking to women like a normal human being does. Uh, there's not a lot of things men wear. That makes women stumble. Let's just be honest. Like, you just gotta be ripped and hot. And that apparently makes women stumble. Like, apparently, that shit. Uh, modesty is to be clothed in the spirit of Jesus. Hey, Jesus. 
What shirt should I wear today? Should I wear my shirt that says Hente and Hennessy? Or should I wear my Dare shirt as I walk into the liquor store, as I'm wearing right now? Uh, you know. Modesty builds shalom, brings glory to God. Okay, you know, in college we said shalom a lot, and I like that shit. And now you're going to ruin that shit for me and remind me of my good friend Josh, author of uh, Track and Desire, A Journey After Twelve Swallowtail Guides. Um, and you're just going to bring him. Okay. Uh, fuck you. Um, and we're going to move on to the next one. Uh, three challenges you'll face in your 20s. There's one thing you've probably figured out by now. Life can be hard. <laughs> life can be hard uh, you might categorize your life as relatively pain free uh, I'm not going to read the parentheses be sometimes in guilt of knowing we should be grateful we struggle in the disparity between what we think we should feel and what we actually feel and for many of us life just feels hard but what if some of the trials we face in everyday life, the ordinary crucible, are actually a place where we can grow? Here are three tests you can sh you should expect by 30 and the surprise benefits of each. Um, I'm going to assume, I don't think Relevant Magazine caters to the black community as much as the white. So these are, uh, let's put this in, surprising benefits. Uh, here are the three tests you should expect by 30 if you are white. And the surprising benefits of each. Urgent decisions. Let me, like, skim through this. We face the crucible of urgent is when two things can come together for something new where God can replace your striving with his peace, where you can make the choice to repent of your worry and self-create plans and seek his kingdom first. We can't ignore the urgent decisions that have made. Okay, so it's like God's going to change it. Okay, so for white people, sorry for the black audience out there. This is for the white people only. Um, this is white Christian bullshit. Um... Sometimes your chaos leads to cool. Unclear outcomes. I don't want to read this. I'm not going to read unclear outcomes. Because uh, I know I know. reading this is going to be like, God has a plan for you. Uh, God's plan for you is to suffer your entire life. Then you die. Uh, unconventional choices. Uh, God has always been the author of great stories, and every Christian has had the chance to live one. God is looking for men and women who are more interested in his glory than they are their own. Um, reverence, you know, God sound, count, sounds kind of selfish. And uh, I, I believe we shouldn't be living selfish lives. That's just me. Um, and it's weird, because you're like, that's not how God is. I'm like, well, if I'm sounding uh, like a more reasonable person than God, um, then you should rethink your God. That that's that's my life thing is saying that if I'm sounding better than God right now, you need to rethink who you think God is. So, anyways, that's that's article. Um, three things you'll change in your forties. Just things are unexpected. Go with it. Okay. Uh, make sure you give money to God. Make sure you give money to your church. I'm like okay, uh, I get it now. Okay. Our last article from fucking relevant magazine. Four things the church gets wrong about sex. And, uh, you only came up with four? Really? There's only four of them you came up with? There's a lot more out there. I'm telling you, there's a lot more things. Um, because the church gets everything wrong about sex. And I'm not the one who said that. They get everything wrong. And you only think, thought of four and decided to write this goddamn fucking blog. Okay. 
Let's, let's, let's read this goddamn full thing. Uh, how, many, how many minutes to say this is, takes to read? Uh, I think like five minute read. Okay. There's a common misconception that Christians never talk about sex, but that wasn't the experience of many who grew up in the thick of evangelical purity culture, like I did. Uh, this You're still doing evangelical purity culture, I'm telling you right now. Uh, Relevant Magazine, this is what you're still doing. Many churches talk about sex a lot. They just spend all that time talking about how and why not to have it. Teaching about abstinence in the sanctity of sex is certainly worthwhile and biblical, it's not biblical. Uh, read your goddamn Bibles if you want to be biblical, but the way churches are going about it isn't working. According to a study by the National Campaign to Prevent Teen and Unplanned Pregnancies, 80% of evangelicals between the ages of 18 and 29 have had premarital sex. Of course they have, uh, because it's unhealthy to, to, to wait till marriage to have sex. In a study of Christian Mingle and J-Date users, is J-Date the goddamn Jewish one? that has been advertised to me. Whoever's like these Jewish advertisers, stop advertising to me, please. Um, over half of the respondents said they would consider moving in with someone after dating for a period between six months to two years. Yeah, that's an average time. I have a friend who's been dating the chick more than six months, for more than a year, and I was like, you guys aren't moved in together yet? Um, yeah, it makes sense to move in with someone. Make sure you're fucking compatible. Even those who waited until marriage to have sex may have picked up many misleading lessons from youth group sex talks. Uh, yeah, we have. For me, many of those lessons started to unravel after I got married. As someone who waited to have sex until marriage, I was assured that if I just waited, I would be guaranteed an easy and rewarding sex life when reality turned out to be different. I was disappointed and disillusioned only through gradual conversations with other married friends that I realized I wasn't alone. Here are four of the biggest lies about sex many of us have picked up from the church. <laughs> just four. I... Waited until marriage before I had sex. I'm like, oh, good. You got the go you're a gold star Christian. We got the gold star goddamn Christians here. Any and all physical contact is like a gateway drug to the dude. I remember this fucking shit. Actually, I'm going I'm to tell this story. Uh, I'm just going to read the titles of the next part and then just tell my stories. There was a guy. We were at camp. We had, like, you know, church camp. We had the guy talk and the, and the girls were in another room having a girl talk. And he actually had a good thing. Uh, he was like, uh, sir, when things get hot and heavy, not making the Seinfeld reference. I'm not making the Seinfeld reference. Uh, he said, just start praying with your partner and you'll not be horny enough to have sex. And I'm like, to be honest, in a way, if you don't want to have sex in your, you want to stop being horny, 100% that is 100% effective. Cause praying is 100% like, not, is like, uh, that gets you away with it. Uh, anyways, though, you're like, we can kiss someone. And they're like, I had friends in college who were like, we're not going to kiss each other till marriage. They broke up and they never kissed each other, apparently. Maybe they kissed each other. That'd be really funny. They kept it a secret from us. Um, I like them, though. Um, anyways, though, <laughs> it's a gateway drug to sex. Physical contact is a gateway drug to sex. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm just in the I'm just in the mindset of just fucking have sex, you know. It's not that big of a deal. And like, I I know people who are like, if you have sex with a condom, you're still a virgin. Like, you're not a real. You didn't have real sex until you did it raw. You know, I'm like, okay, I don't I don't know how to deal with that. Next one. If you wait until you are married, God will reward you with mind blowing sex in a magical wedding night. Not even reading this. I know it's true. Uh, it's it's the same. 
if, if two virgins have sex, it's not going to be good. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're 15, 17, 21, 25, 29, 30, 40, 50. It's going to be bad. Sex with two versions can be bad. Uh, the only thing you can do is know what you like, let the other person know what you like, know what they like, and vice versa, yada, yada, yada. It's the only way you figure that out. I saw chastity belt in this article. My mind and heart were there, but my body was locked up tighter than Maid Marion's chastity belt. To be honest, though, I know I have a lot of ex-carpons in the chastity belt. Let's just be honest. Uh, for real, though, goddamn. Boys are visual and sexual, but girls don't care about sex. Look, I, I, I'll say this right now. If you're a woman, and if you don't care about sex, and you want to date me, move on. Just move on. Uh, if, if It's like, you know, I don't know. If you're a woman and you don't care about sex, you're going to be alone for a long time, unless you find another man who's asexual. And then what you can do is... Uh, Hookup, and by asexual hookups, uh, that means, um, what does asexual hookups mean? Uh, gardening, I assume, because gardening is, nothing about gardening makes my dick hard, and nothing about gardening makes anyone want to have sex ever, uh, and the idea that women don't like sex is very much made up by men, um, who aren't good at sex, and, uh, yeah, I guess we're moving on to the last one. Uh, when you get married, you will immediately be able to fully express yourself sexually without guilt or shame. Uh, yeah, no, that's why people who get married were like, I don't think we should have sex. Sex is only for making babies in marriage. Stuff like that. Like, God damn relevant. You were like so, like, 2007, and not in the good 2007, where we had Undergrowth and My Chemical Romance. And uh, Green Day. Like, you were not in the good 2007. You were in the bad 2007. Of all the youth conferences I went to in 2007. And why I couldn't listen to... And why I had to feel guilty listening to My Chemical Romance. And Taking Back Sunday and all that sh good shit. Um, you'll... Yeah, you know, when you get married, you don't feel guilty about it. Like, you've been guilty your whole life about being wanting to enjoy sex. And now, all of a sudden, you get married and you can. And you're like, oh, it still doesn't feel right. No wonder. God damn. Uh, I guess that's all I have to say about Relevant Magazine. Uh, we may be talking more about Relevant Magazine cringe, but I want you to know uh, that Relevant Magazine is all Christian cringe. And so, if you want to hear all Christian cringe, just come to me. I will be continuing to talk about it, because I spent too much of my life in the Christian cringe, and I need a way out. And that's, uh, that's the way it is. Anything can be delivered to you these days. Beds, bananas, bricks, and even boxes of beans. But what about alcohol? Yes, even alcohol can be delivered to you thanks to today's sponsor, Drizzly. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's saying something when it is being praised as the Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do other things. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. 
Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allow drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee, so using our link in the description, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. It's time for Ask Shweezy. Ask Shweezy, and I realize it's hard for me right now to say Ask Shweezy. I said it right. Um, It's basically the time of the episode where you ask me questions and I answer all your questions for me. And, uh, yeah, you know, I'm kind of a genius. I'm kind of the smartest person uh, that most people know and have ever known in their entire life. And so I'm the only one qualified to answer all these questions. So, um, might as well just get right into it and answer the questions that you all have for me and about me and everything in between. Well, let's get into it. All right, y'all know y'all have been in the show an hour and a hour plus. <coughs> Jesus, I'm kind of burpy right now. <coughs> I just drank a little Diet Coke. Uh, my boyfriend loves me playing with his asshole, and I don't like it. Y'all know what the fuck show you're listening to. Don't don't click off now. We've been together for four years and are in out mid twenties. I love him to death. We'll get married and talk about it all the time. So don't take this as a huge relationship rock. Um, anyways, a couple of years ago, I messed with his asshole while blowing him just to screw with him. Uh, he has a weird at first then ended up moaning and blowing a huge load. <laughs> I had fun with it for a while, but started to feel weird about how much he liked it and how regularly I had fingered or little plugs in his ass. <laughs> I know I shouldn't, but I just can't get out of the, in my mind that, man, that's kind of gay. I am very much a sub myself. I want to be dominated, and I want my man to always seem manly and strong, not submissive, so playing with his ass really messes me up. I want help. I want help with this mindset. I know he isn't exactly gay or anything, but it isn't exactly opposite of attractive to me i want to please him and be able to find a middle ground i can't see myself ever going as far as pegging him i don't know if he'd like this or not but if he likes his, a finger in the ass were plugged i want to do that without it ruining sex for me all right okay you've got yourself quite the predicament um first thing i i just want to say this uh as your friend i don't know why i'm saying this as your friend um, but, uh, if you're a woman, he's a man, you fingering his ass is not gay. Uh, I know we've gotten into this mindset with men who like anything in their ass is gay. Uh, let's just, let's just realize that, uh, a woman putting a finger in their man's ass is not gay. We all know there's a prostate in a man's butthole. We all know this. We all know there's a prostate in there somewhere. I have not been fortunate enough to be with a woman who has put their finger in my ass, and I wish I, I wish I had that one. One day, one day, folks, on this podcast, we will get to that point where a woman will stick their finger in my ass. Um, however, though, you're a woman, he's a man. You're not, like, confused with his sexuality, so that is a very good thing. Uh, so all I have to say is, um, you sticking a finger in his ass 
He's not gay. Uh, you just it. He just found his G spot very fast, and figured that shit out. Now you're worried about. Uh, I want to help with this monster. I know it shouldn't, but I just can't get it. You think it's gay? Just just get it out of your mind. It's not gay. It's not the gay. It's not gay at all. You you are lucky in figuring out that this is not gay, because I'm here to help you. He's probably not gonna want to peg you because. There's a difference between a finger in your ass hitting your G-spot versus a massive dildo coming up your ass. Um, and you're like, he's a sub. Doesn't mean he's a sub. I'm telling you, just because a guy likes a finger in his ass hitting the G-spot, a man's G-spot, for some reason, God was like, we just talked about Jesus for a minute, and we're like, you know, God put a G-spot in a man's ass, and then he's like, don't be gay, that's a sin, or whatever. Um, I don't know, like, no, you, you're fine, I don't know. Um, look, I, I just want to tell you, um, you're like, in my mind, hearing the question, it's like, my boyfriend likes me playing with his asshole. Is he gay? I'm like, he's not gay. Don't worry about it. If you're okay with playing with his asshole, like, then keep doing it because, like, it's, it's, it's going to help him out. But look, he, he's probably not gay. Like, just because a man likes a woman sticking a finger in his asshole doesn't mean he's gay. Uh, now, if you... I mean, there's a here's the thing though here's a good question uh if you're a man and you don't want a woman sticking a finger in your asshole but you want a man to that makes you gay uh i don't know you may i don't know you're probably just a little you're just probably not as educated on the sexuality like look there's a difference if a woman there there is a difference like i'm i'm, I'm right here when i say if a woman sticks a finger in your asshole like, it's, it could be fun, but it's also, I also have to be the one to say it's not gay. Uh, it's similar to me as saying, like, if you, a man, are attracted to a trans woman, you're not gay. You're still straight, because you're attracted to a woman. And regardless of if she has, slash used to have a penis, that does not matter. I'm telling you right now, uh, stop being stingy. Why do people write long, irrelevant, aggressive rants about the Bible and Jesus in YouTube comment sections? Even now and then, you'll scroll through the comment section of a YouTube video and see a religious rant. The rants are ridiculously long, more like an essay, contain multiple quotes from the Bible, warning you of death, destruction, and hellfire to all atheists and non-believers to and to serve God to slave yourselves. Uh, the rants are very irrelevant to the video. Recently, I saw a comment writing about burning in hellfire on a YouTube video in North America wildfire. Not sure what wildfire has to do with the Bible. Uh, the rants are strangely aggressive, surrounding uh, almost borderline threatening. What are these people trying to achieve? Okay. Okay, so... I can't get into the mind of the specific people. I can give you a little bit. I'm going to give you a little bit of an idea. Uh, when when you're Christian, you're you're told. I think it's like the end of John, end of Luke, Matthew, or whatever, where Jesus proclaims that you make disciples of all people. Basically, that's the that's the thing. And so that's why 
Christians are so gung-ho about trying to convert people all the fucking time where you meet Jewish people and you meet Muslims where we're all kind of part of the... We're all an egg of the same thing, uh, but where Muslims and Christians or Muslims and Jews don't aren't fully into the recruiting part of it, but Christians are. The thing is, Jesus... Uh, said that you should make disciples of all people. And so what these Christians are thinking about commenting on your YouTube video is that someone's going to read this and what they're going to do is convert to Jesus, convert to Christianity and think about that. Uh, what they don't know is that shit does not work at all. Uh, that shirt has never worked and does not work at all. If I see a YouTube video uh, from a guy talking about like MTV's Next, and I see someone in the comment, like, talking about, like, we all need to turn to Jesus. I'm be like, this guy, fucking guy sucks. And if I was, like, a super adamant Christian, I'd be like, this guy is ruining my religion for me. And that's how I felt for a good chunk of my religious experience. And uh, it's kind of annoying. Um, that's why Christians are so gung-ho. So gung -ho. Uh, mainly, if you, you can think of specific topics of specific YouTube videos... Uh, oh my god, the Christians are going to be at it. Um, I know we talked about, like, abortion and shit. Uh, I, I guess I went on a rant last week about it. Uh, but, like, they think that you're killing babies. And now, uh, a lot of these Christians haven't read the Bible. It's like, oh, if a woman, if a man sleeps with another man in Leviticus, uh, then we need to stone them to death. However, we don't stone people to death anymore. Uh, and stuff like that. That's, you know, that's how we've progressed as a society. Um, Christians are not going to try to murder people. And, uh, they're going to protest. And they've been, they've been, you know, it's just, it's just a poorly educated of the idea that, like, when someone gets impregnated, uh, that means that, uh, some, there is a life. And that someone's trying to murder a baby. And sometimes you see babies you like. And they're like, I don't want to murder babies I like. And stuff like that. It's stuff like that. It's just poor brainwashing and just this idea that, uh, you know, if we, you know, if we kill a baby, if we kill a baby that's barely developed, then it's bad. And uh, if someone's doing something in a YouTube video, they need to repent and uh, follow Jesus, all that bullshit. That's what, that's what that shit is all about. Would a man be considered in some way rude if he asked a woman online dating for an unfiltered picture of her before he meets up in person or vice versa? I was literally just wondering this the other day, thinking about how I've been in a relationship for the last 10 years, so I've never had to experience online dating apps. I'm also a woman, but I've just obviously noticed the heavy filtering on everyone's photos nowadays, and I was just wondering how it would be rude. It's obviously filters can make people look drastically different, but then if someone were to ask this of someone, I can imagine this being labeled a shallow or just in general sense mean so this is a weird way or just in general sense mean okay i wasn't wrong idk just what do you guys think um so yeah i guess i would say in this general predicament um so you're asking someone so let, let's, let's just go through the scenario you meet someone on a dating app uh as a guy and you see a woman on a dating app you think she's very attractive 
you have you you have a conversation with her on said dating app. You think she's attractive. You end up saying like, "Hey, let's go meet somewhere in person." She's like, "Okay." You go to meet in person. However, as the man, you meet her in person. She looks nothing like she does in her pictures. What do you do? And instead, you, that you've been bamboozled. And so, next time you're gonna be like, "Hey, send me an unedited, unfiltered picture of you." Um, here's the thing with that, with what's going on there. Um, just me being a guy who's been on dating apps, and I need to get off the fucking goddamn dating apps for real. Um, now I'm in Missouri, and I'm like, you know how women complain about men who hold pictures of them with fish? I'm seeing women with that, and I get what women are talking about, and I get why women are complaining about that shit. Okay, um, here's the thing, though. Um, he, he, women, I'll, I'll talk to you, okay, I'll talk to the men first, and then I'll say to talk to the women. So, for the men out there, um, who are asking the question, because uh, obviously a woman's asking this question from what it looks like I'm seeing. Uh, for the men who would ask this question, should you ask a woman to send an unfiltered photo of themselves before you meet in person? No. Don't. I would say don't do that. Uh, mainly because that sounds like you're only into the relationship for someone else's looks. And that's the problem with, I, I believe this problem with uh, online dating is that we're only like online dating is only really effective uh, for like good looking appearances and stuff like that. Like not actually meeting a compatible human being. That's my opinion on it. Um, and as a man being like, send me a f unfiltered unedited photo of yourself. Um, it's like, okay, <laughs> I, I don't know how to explain them. Like, okay, that's a little too far. Uh, in this situation. Um, and so, for a man, and think about the men's side of things, I would say, hey, just go along for a first date. Just go along for the first date. You may enjoy your company. I'm not saying you're going to appreciate her appearance. Every girl looks different. I, my, my Instagrams, you know, I try to look at pimple pops and ingrown toenail removals. And for some reason, I see just, like, very bad versions of porn on what Instagram describes as porn. Like, look, like I know these women are like photoshopped and fake. Uh, it's meeting them in real life and realizing if you like their personality or not. That's what's important in dating, because you can be attracted to anything as a man. It's it's what it is. Uh, for the women out there, I guess editing your photos uh, is your personality really as good as those photos. Because I'm just saying here, uh, my category for it is if you have a really good personality, your looks, uh, you should just try to be good looking, but like your looks aren't as good. But if you're really good looking, you don't have to have a good personality. Uh, you know, in general, I'd say don't do heavy filtering on your photos because when you, when you get to see them in real life, it is what it is. But for the guys out there, don't be asking for unfiltered photos. That's just weird. You get one day with her and you're like, yeah, um, you edited all your photos, so I believe you're self-conscious, and I believe there's probably more problems than I'm looking at. That's that's the situation. 
Should I ask my boyfriend if he has ever slept with his female best friend? They have been best friends for about 25 years. She is around all the time, stops in to see him randomly, and used to sleep over in the guest room up until a few weeks after we dated. They seem closed, and I can't help but wonder if they have any sexual history together. I want to ask him, but I'm nervous to make him uh, made or upset by asking or coming off as insecure if I was to ask. She told me she had seen his package before when he was injured, and I'm not sure how to feel about that. Should I ask him if they have ever slept together? Um, okay. Uh, yeah, you can you can ask him if they've ever slept together. Um, he'll give you an answer. Uh, if you, in as long as you trust him, you should believe the answer he gives you. If you don't trust him, you don't believe the answer he gives you. And if you don't trust him, that's a relationship problem with that. Um, that's, I don't know. It's always weird. It's a weird situation in my mind with guys who have, like, female best, women best friends. Don't say female. Apparently, I'm not supposed to say that. Uh, women, guys who have female best friends. Because in my mind, if you have a woman best friend... Fucking date her. That's just my mind. I mean, I have women that I'm friends with, but it's not like that, you know. I've had women like that in my life, and it didn't work out as friends. And we're not talking anymore. Because that's the problem with that. Uh, I assume they probably have had sex before. Um, but it, it's okay to ask him if he has had sex before with her. Uh, it's no excuse I don't, I don't know, it just goes into my mind, I'm like, they've probably had sex, I mean, if they're not, they're, there's feelings for each other, not such a way, it's so weird for a guy to have a woman best friend, and it's like, sometimes it works, sometimes it's okay, most of the time it's like, just fucking date her, fellas, uh, just fucking date the woman best friend you have, um, it'll probably work out, because you already are best friends, and, uh, uh, it makes it easier. It's like, you have a best friend, you have someone to sex with. Uh, in your case, uh, the situation, yeah, feel free to ask him. Uh, if you trust him, he'll tell you the truth. If you don't trust him, um, he probably won't tell you the truth. Or he might. It's a 50-50 draw there. Um, but, yeah, I always worry about women best friends. And you can't be like, I don't want you to see her again, because don't be doing ultimatums and shit. That's weird as well. Uh. Next question. Is it okay to not trust a religious doctor? Can you trust someone who doesn't accept basic biology, biological concepts, such as evolution, stem cells, not having souls, or the fact that the heart doesn't hold memories? I've asked some religious doctors about this, but all I got was apologetic nonsense. Okay. If... I know, I know real doctors who are of the Christian faith, and I all I have to say is, um, whatever they practice and everything, they will at least, like, give you good results and, like, help you with whatever, like, is going on. Um, like, you're saying, you know, uh, evolution, they may not believe that, but evolution, to be honest, I don't think evolution, any medical... Uh, constraints or whatever, if you're, you know, you're going to, like, anything medical, evolution doesn't really matter. Stem cells, all that really matters with stem cells is that you know 
stem cells and stem cells research and what stem cells can do uh, can help humanity. Uh, not that you have to agree with abortion or not or anything like that, but you have to admit and everyone has to admit, like regardless of your stance on abortion or whatever, that stem cells uh, researching that and what they can do for society do really help. But but that could lead to an idea of like, oh, we're making women get impregnated and we're going to abort the fetuses uh, just to have something like, eh, it's a little sketchy um, and stuff like that. Uh, stem cells, not having souls, uh, heart doesn't hold memories. I If a doctor thinks a heart holds a memory, we have a lot of there's you shouldn't see that doctor um so that's that's something you know those are doctors at least what i would say they should know if they're giving you crazy fucking answers besides that you should not see that doctor that doctor is out of their fucking mind um like it there's basic biological concepts i mean um evolution is not basic like evolution i guess falls under the theory spectrum the idea of stem cells is basically like, oh, we've done some research on stem cells. Uh, heart, uh, the heart's holding memories. Like, there's no proof of that. Uh, no doctor is going to really talk to you about that. Uh, most doctors, if you're going to like a general physician or whatever, they're going to help you find, they should help you find. Uh, if they bring up Jesus during your visit, uh, that's a, there's a lot of problems there, and there can be a lot of problems there. Uh, the only time religion goes into being a doctor is if they're like, you know, I'm really worried about you. Um, are you comfortable with me praying for you? And that's good. You know, there's a lot of good doctors out there who do believe in some sort of, like, Jesus or whatever, you know. You know there's a lot of people out there. But if it's affecting the work they do, mo like, the examples you gave me, at least, don't necessarily matter in the work they do. But if they're like, you know, I think God's telling me uh, don't give you this life-saving medicine. Uh, then they're a quack, and you need to get rid of them. That's just, that's just common sense. So just make sure you use common sense. It's okay if, like, a doctor believes in God. I know some doctors. You know, I used to go to church with people who believe in God, doctors who believe in God, stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. Like, just, as long as they're not quacks, they're gonna help you. Like, you should generally know who's gonna help you. Did I turn my mic down? Um, I think I turned my mic down. Holy cow. Okay, just mic back up. I... I have no clue what I just did. Why did my volume just go down? Okay. Um. Did my volume really just go down? Okay. Okay. Um. It looks like we're still good on my end. Uh, let's move fucking on. Um. Why is it generally glanced away upon when men are groped? One of my best friends was really groped by a random girl he didn't know, and it wasn't even once. It was multiple times he reported her to the school, but they said they would have a talk with her. Nothing ever happened. The girl still attempts to touch him. He doesn't want to retaliate or he'll be a bad guy. Why is society like this if we flip the roles? Okay. Um, it is kind of simple, kind of a little complicated. 
in the, in the situation most of groping, it has been a man groping a woman. And if we know anything, that when a man gropes a woman, uh, a woman typically, and we all know the situations where a woman uh, feels uh, like she is not stronger than the man groping her or feels powerless in the said situation. And that's the situation uh, that we kind of go to. When, you know, when a woman tries to grope a man in the situation, uh, typically, uh, most of the time, a man can be like, knock it off, and like, flick her off or whatever, uh, and the woman knows to not bother with it anymore and stuff like that. That's the situation. So, typically, a man can take control of the situation when a woman is trying to grope them. However, when a man gropes a woman, uh, the woman does not necessarily get the control uh, the same way control as vice versa. That's the that's the situation like that. And both situations are bad. We know it's not bad. Uh, sometimes men are like, oh, I wish women would grope me. But in this situation, what you're talking about is like, the man does not like being groped by the said woman. And, uh, and uh, things have been brought into... A uh, nightmare, or nightmare, as normal people would call it. Um, so, yeah, no. That's the situation in you're in, um, and I hope that answer explained it. Uh, last question. Why do so many people refer to getting plastic surgery to have that same weird cartoon face every person with too much plastic surgery gets rather than just look old? Uh, do they not realize that people who get too much plastic surgery all end up looking the same? It's confusing to me because really no one looks at those people and think, wow, they look great. Everyone knows what they did and acknowledges it didn't really work. So if someone knows that when they're younger, when they went, why when they get older would they forget that? Why do they think that looks good or better than just being their natural or self? It is a form of dysmorphia. It's so, if so, is there any specific clinical name for this? I don't know the clinical name for this. That's specific. Here's the thing. Here's the thing I want you to think about. A lot of people are getting plastic surgery. A lot of people get plastic surgery. Am I? I'm up, right? Did I turn my volume down on this mic? Um, yeah, a lot of people get plastic surgery. It's, uh, it's, the thing is, you only notice the bad plastic surgeries. You don't notice the good ones. That's the real, that's the real situation that we've gone through today, is that you only notice the bad plastic surgeries, and you don't notice the good ones. And, uh, yeah, what you're talking about is, like, why would people get bad plastic surgeries uh, when it makes them look worse. And, uh, yeah. Uh, they're getting plastic surgery to try to look better. But they're getting bad plastic surgeries that make them look hell of a lot worse. And, uh, yeah, understand. It is pretty embarrassing. And uh, we all understand it. And it's pretty sad. Uh, sorry to say it, but, yeah, it is the saddest shit that I've ever seen in my life. Um... So, yeah, so I guess for anyone listening, I guess I would say uh, if you're going to get plastic surgery, uh, make sure it looks good. Don't go for the really cheap shit because uh, cheap plastic surgeries 
make it look like you got plastic surgery and the good stuff. Make it look like you got no surgery at all. Um, body dysmorphia, yeah. These people have body dysmorphia. We all, we all probably have a little body dysmorphia. Uh, we all hate our bodies. So it's weird with the body dysmorphia. Say who does and doesn't have body dysmorphia. Uh, but yeah, people who continue to get plastic surgery and end up looking like those weird Ken doll guys. Uh, yeah, pretty bad. And uh, all I have to say is stop that shit. Anyways, though, let's end today's episode of Cancel Sweezy. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of the Lord's Trademark Favorite Podcast. Follow me on social media at the Sweezy, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. My music under Sweezy everywhere. Ride or Die Volume 2 is almost a year old. Ride or Die Volume 1's already a year old. And I have King and a bunch of other singles out there already. Twitch.tv slash the Sweezy. Every Thursday I do stream. So go check that shit out. Patreon page uh, is a great way to say thank you for being a friend. All the free shit. Subscribe to the channel. Leave a comment on the channel. Leave us a review on our audio platforms and share all our highlights in our episodes with all your friends. And uh, without further ado, what I will say, uh, like we end all episodes, honk if you love butt drugs and uh, stay awesome. Believe it or not, Schweg is in at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out, or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. Hey, you just finished a full episode of Cancel Sweezy. Thank you so much. Wherever you are listening or watching this show, make sure you smash that subscribe button that we can get notified anytime we release new episodes. And uh, like I said before, honk if you love butt drugs and uh, stay awesome.